Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today now, if you've seen an episode of RTE's Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week, then you've probably asked yourself, why do these people do this to themselves? <laughs> or you might have said, you know what? I can do that as you dip your chocolate biscuit into your tea. Well, to try and find out what it's really like and if it's as bad as it looks on the telly, we're joined by one of this season's recruits, a.k.a. number two, Mr. Carl Swan from Holt in Dublin. Hey, Carl. Good to be with you. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Listen, we're dying to get you in. Um, now, full disclosure, I know you because sure. we're neighbours. We've known each other a good few years. Um, uh, but about 18 months ago, uh, I, I like a good trail run. And you're always a fit guy. And I passed you uh, running the other direction one day. Oh, I thought you overtook him because yeah. you're so fit. Uh, <laughs> no chance. No, I was running down the hill. Okay. Carl was coming up the cliff. And uh, you had a rucksack full of sand. And I thought, sure. I said, what is, is that sand falling out of your bag? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing that for? And you were like, ah, just, you know, testing myself. I, I went home. Told Karina, I was like, I just met Carl running with a bag of sand. He's he's lost it. He's lost the plot. <laughs> what I didn't know is that you were training for Ultimate Hell Week, but you couldn't tell anyone. I'm a terrible person. I was lying to people for months. <laughs> Telling them that I was rehabbing a hip injury. Um, yeah. Running with 30 kilos of sand in my backpack. Yeah, that, that what did sound like a really terrible excuse. I mean, how could you rehab it, a hip injury with <laughs> loads a of really in your heavy back. load? So when you signed up for this show, sure. okay, back whenever this was, A, what's that process like? Is there kind of an X Factor style audition thing or do you just like send in a video? How do you apply for it? So you fill out an application online. Mm. Um, they have a disclaimer at the bottom of that application to say we're going to get thousands of applications, guys, so please don't expect a reply. So I filled mine, and it's quite a uh, comprehensive, detailed uh, questionnaire okay. about yourself. Um, sent it away, didn't think I'd hear anything back. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, got an email to say, would you be available for a, a phone call? So I was. Um, we had a good chat. And, um, you know, 45 minutes, much about the same stuff as was on the questionnaire. Um, great. Thanks for that, Carl. You know, we're interviewing a lot of people, so please don't yeah. expect a call back. Sure. Um, again, a couple of weeks go by, another call, another question, um, an answer session. Um, and then a few weeks later, okay, Carl, uh, we'd like to, you to come along for the fitness test. Oh, okay. Um, and so you do the fitness test. Oh, and what does that entail? Um, a series of events, like a, a fireman's carry, a... Um, a, a, a jump test, um, maximum push-up test. Um, I think what was, was your maximum push-up? Oh, so you've got one minute to do as, as many as you can. Oh. And I we want a number, Carl. 58. Wow. It's a wow. push-up a second. That is impressive. So you're a fit guy. A lot of people are wondering just what your level of fitness was before you began the show. Sure. So uh, you've done triathlons and... Sure. Did you do an Ironman? Yeah. Um, so you know you're you are you have <laughs> he can't, can't just says yeah I did it. I did an Iron Man what's the big deal yeah. it's only the, one of the most grueling things you can ever do as a human yeah. I've yeah. seen Iron Man <laughs> <laughs> great film uh, so you know you are quite a fit guy I know you do lots of you know cold water sea swimming so you would have had a lot of the elements they were looking for already I, I would have in had terms the basics of fitness. in terms of fitness. Yeah, I mean, fitness is is really just the basics of what they're looking yeah. for. I did laugh at episode one where there was uh, I shouldn't be laughing, but there was one guy. You're, when you got off the boat, you had to pick up one of your colleagues and carry them up the hill a little bit. And one guy lifted somebody up, and then he just quit the show straight away. <laughs> yeah, I did remember that? Sure, but what you don't realize at that point is yeah. 
is the months and months of pressure that you've been feeling to get to that point. Mm. The fear that you've felt in the build-up to, to reaching that moment. And then you get off the bus and your, your veins are already coursing with absolute terror. And then you're met with you know, smoke bombs, Alsatians, men screaming in your face, and, you know, these horrible, exerting tasks. And There's always people who laugh when faced with the, the shouting and the thing, because it <laughs> kind of seems like theatre, and I always think, that would be me. You I would, would be in so laugh. much trouble, because like, I laugh at, you know, funerals, yeah. anything serious. <laughs> you know, if I'm hauled into the boss's office, I start smiling. <laughs> um, I've always been like that, so I, I would be definitely getting a you DS boot know. up the backside. You don't know how you're going to react yeah. when, you're, when you're faced with that situation. And, and what we see on telly, Carl, okay, so the intimidation you just spoke of, there's smoke bombs, the alsatians, the shouting, whatever. Like, there's a perception amongst us as viewers that, yeah, 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 that's all there. But then the, the guys go, okay, cut, guys, we're going to reset. And everyone goes, do you want a cup of tea, Carl? And we put one of these back. There's none of that, is there? The fear never lets up. Every second that you're in there, you're in absolute terror. Mm. And I, I mean, the, I, the only moment that I felt that release of pressure, that release of terror mm. while I was in there while I was doing that claustrophobic test. You remember we had to oh, climb God, through yeah. that, that tube, that yeah. pipeline. So you had to climb through a pipe uh, at night and you couldn't see how to get out and you just had to kind of feel your way out sure. like a rat. So the pipe, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is the same circumference as a basketball hoop. Oh my okay, God. so you've got to you've got to navigate your way through this pipe down through a uh, a well section and it changes direction and back out the other side in complete darkness. But I'm not claustrophobic. I don't really suffer with confined spaces. So that was the only moment while I was on the show through the five days that my blood pressure came down a bit because I realized they can't touch me in here. Nobody can come in screaming. Nobody can drag me out and force me into, you know, pressure holes and, you know, call me names. Whereas I'd be going, nobody can get to me in here. I'm going to definitely get stuck. My hips are too wide. We're very different people, Carl, you and I. Um, so is there anything on the show where that we didn't see that you think, you know, that was really bad, but you actually never got to see that? Oh, there's there's so much stuff, and there's so much funny stuff too that um, that goes on behind the scenes because mm. the DSs they've got such incredible wit, yeah, such sharp wit, and like if you're not in Hell Week, they would be laugh out loud moments, and it's just such a shame that there's there's both funny bits and you know god awful bits that just don't make it. To yeah, and uh, do they do that thing with you where they put the hood over your head and drag you into the room? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't get an interview in front of the DSs. I got a, a, an interview in front of, of production staff. So they they still put the hood over your head just yeah. to just to give you the even the though you're talking experience. to Gemma from the production company. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hi Carl, just wondering how everything's going. Oh, why have you got a hood on me? <laughs> well, that's exactly it. So it's not until they take the hood off that you realise, mm. oh. I'm with the nice guys. Well, look, you exited the show last week, and that's why you're able to talk about it, of course. Um, it was a painful moment, because I know how much you wanted this, and people could tell, looking at the screen, how much you wanted this. And you looked fit as well, because of your sandbag training. You looked like you could handle that incredible 21k hike that nearly killed everybody. But unfortunately... You took a wrong turn. You missed a post. Thanks, you took sir. a wrong turn. <laughs> and this is the moment, unfortunately, that Ray Goggins had to come, the DS, and ask you for your armband to leave the show. Having realised his mistake, number two, Carl Swan is trying to make his way back to the farmyard. Two, stop. Look at me, right? You're way outside of time, okay? 
You're all you're doing is killing yourself. Okay, look at me. Great effort, alright? I'm gonna have to take your badge, alright? Okay? Relax there now. Just give me your armband to get your warm kit on you. Just take off your band to give it to me. Will you take it, please? No, I want you, you have the honour to hand it to me. It's your band. There's, there's no honour in that. There is loads of honours. Just take it off and give it to me. The only thing I swear I wouldn't do was hand over my armband. Will I take it off you then? Please, please. Give me your hand, look. Look at me. No shame in it, okay? There's none. You're flying, okay? You're a good fella, you know you are, right? Loads of calibre. You're tough. All the stuff we were looking for you have in spades, okay? How's it feel now, Carl? Reliving that? I'm sure you. I'm sure you watched it on the telly, and now you're hearing it again on the radio. I think you guys are trying to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was so tough for you. Yeah. Though, what was it? going through your head there? Um, okay, so I had a bit of time to think about this before I met Ray because you um, were lost on the road. Because I was lost. Um, How long were you r- lost? N- no idea, but it could have it could have been an hour. Okay. I don't know. I I mean, I thought I was. In so much trouble. <laughs> that was my, my one fear. But I knew I was off the show. Um, I thought they'd have search parties out for me. And um, and so then when I did meet the the, the, the main road again, and I was out in the, the, the wilds, um, I, one of the DSs was obviously out looking for me and he stopped and he, he found me and he told me to... I'd already covered the distance and I, and I had enough time, mm. but I just needed to really haul ass back to, to, to the farmyard. Um, and so... Thing about it is when you're when you're running up you know the side of a mountain for for twenty one k with you know thirty kilos a kid on your back you're you, you're not running in the red you're running in the orange zone you know because you're on low food low sleep so you need to be able to preserve your energy so you know for the whole duration of that march to that point I was I was running in low orange zone um, but then when I got that instruction that I needed to haul ass back to the farmyard. I was I was at the top of the red zone. Mm. Um, I was pushing as hard as I could, and with that, your emotional state is obviously just becoming depleted as well. And that march or that run back to to the farmyard lasted much longer than I thought it was. It was it was a few kilometers. I couldn't tell you how long. And I took a few more wrong turns and made it even longer for myself. <laughs> oh, um, but so I was I was physically and emotionally yeah. broken. Well, by people the talk about going to dark places in their minds when when they're that broken down. Did that happen to you? So. That should have been my strongest event because mm. of the training that I'd felt I'd done mm. and living in the foothills of Hoth, you know, you've got that, that playground in your backyard. So there was never a doubt in my mind that I was going to fail that task. I was always going to complete that task. Mm. I was going to blitz that task. Um, and I didn't get into a dark place. And, and maybe that's why it felt so exaggerated then when, that, that I went so suddenly from being in such a positive, strong-minded, you know, good mm. place to the worst place that I could possibly imagine. Yeah. So when he asked for your your armband, then you were you were broken. I do, you, was, do you even remember it? Like uh, I, I've tried to block it out, but yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it just won't go. And so after the show, you you felt like you you had let yourself down, but actually over time now you've you've changed that because obviously anyone watching the TV show thinks, oh my god, like well done, what an incredible achievement to even get that far. Oh, I was I was beyond gutted I was at the lowest of low yeah I was uh, I was really low in myself mm. um, you know and, and I suppose one of the reasons why I went on the show was 
Um, well, actually, do you know what? Hold that thought because sure. we're getting tons of questions yeah. in. We want to get to the questions. Whatever is what I say. When somebody suggests, Dave, would you go on Ultimate Hell Week? <laughs> Whatever. Absolutely no chance. It's not built for people like me at all. But Carl Swan, our guest, a.k.a. number two, if you've been watching uh, this season of Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week, uh, has stuck around to answer some of your questions. Carl, thank you for doing that. Sure. Uh, okay, we'll fire them at you. So, does it have a bad effect on your mental health after the show? Hell yes. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> it depends, I'm sure, on the result that you get out. Mm, yeah. Um, but for me, I wasn't in a great place when I came out because of, of how I felt I performed in that last event. I uh, I obviously had high expectations of myself and uh, mm. I felt I let myself down and badly. But that's changed over time since you watched the show. Absolutely. And you appreciate Absolutely. what you've done. Do you have any downtime, Carl? Are you constantly told what to do, time to eat? Do you even get showers or just a dip in that freezing cold well? Uh, five days, one shower, brush my teeth twice. You don't get time for. Diddly. Don't get time for anything. Right. Uh, who's the funniest DS? I presume DS stands for drill sergeant. Is it directing staff? Directing staff. Sorry. No, okay. Damn, I thought it was drill sergeant too. Uh, close call. I might. Um, I would say Jer might just give um, Pip uh, um, Ray at the post on that one. Jer is he the guy with the white beard? No, he's no, the tall the guy with shaved head, baldy head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, tough. Carl, would you do the job of a DS? They say for 50 grand a year, not that that's what those guys get paid, but Kate wants to know, would you would you consider being a DS? Not for all the money not in the world. Not for all the money in the world. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you get, sorry to, you get to treat other people with disdain and shout at them and blow whistles <laughs> and throw stone grenades into the no, room. Not good effort. Um, how did you prepare for the show? Evan in Dublin wants to know. Well, obviously, you, you, we talked about some of your physical training and you've, you've done Ironman and triathlons and all that stuff before. Um, could you prepare mentally for the show? Oh, okay, Evan in Dublin. That's a good one because, um, like, for me, this is kind of a, a semi-long journey in that um, I came from a sort of a, a, a place where I wasn't very happy with myself. I, you know, business, family business ended, um, marriage ended, and I had really low feelings of self-worth and self-love and self-value and all that kind of good stuff. And um, and so I, know, I knew I needed to put myself right. And um, paraphrasing uh, Einstein, I think he said something like, you can't solve a problem at the level at which it was created. Um, and that kind of means that if you think a certain way about yourself, mm. uh, you can't solve it with thoughts. So I kind of needed to take an alternative route, and that was exercise for me. Yeah. And only through exercise then did I start to feel the dopamine rush and the uh, endorphins and, and the feel-good factor that comes with those. And then I started to join clubs, surround myself with positive people, um, podcasts, read books. Um, and and so the, the feelings that I had about myself, the positivity came back and, and grew and grew and grew. And was I realized, that, sorry to interrupt, but was that one of the reasons then why you would have put yourself forward for this kind of show? Well, exactly. So I realized that the more that I pushed myself and the harder the challenge that I took on, the better I felt, gotcha. the more accomplishment I felt in myself. Yeah, it but was, wasn't it challenge. interesting though that when it didn't work out for you, you you slid backwards in your thinking again? Big time, yeah. So, so you, I mean, you learned a more you, valuable lesson then? Well, sure, yeah. So I think you, you maybe learn how to control the black dog um, and, and maybe get him to, to, to live outside. But mm. every once in a while, you know, he's he creeps up and he can, he can sneak back mm. inside. We've seen all the challenges that you've done so far. Obviously, the final episode still to come. What is the what is the toughest one? What one would you just hate to have to relive again? Do you know the the the, the challenges aren't really the, the hardest part. All oh, right, it's it's the it's the mental fatigue. It's the fear. I mean, your fear index is dialed up to eleven the whole, the time. whole time. Yeah, and it's trying to live with that and control that every second that you're in there. 
you want to take off the armband. Mm. There's no point that you say, actually, you know what, I'm growing it. So the physical kind of toughness of like crawling through mud or lifting a big thing, whatever, that's all secondary to, as you said, this underlying kind of low-level radiation of fear. The, 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 the times when I felt most likely to hand in my armband were not during the tasks. Gotcha. You've trained for those. You know you've mm. got those. Once the task starts, you, you say, bring it on. Yeah. Your brother was in the SAS. Sure was. What did he think of you doing it? Was he like, you're mad? Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like a super fan of the show. Uh, particularly the Irish one, far more so than the, um, mm. the English version. He thinks the Irish one is far truer to reality and, and far grittier than the yeah. English one. So is there, is there a mutual respect there now between you? Like, I is, hope is, he, I may yeah. applaud a little bit. <laughs> uh, very quickly, Andrew says, ask Carl, is number 20, Ellen, the toughest woman he ever met? Um, I think maybe the toughest person I've ever met. Really? Yeah, she's unreal. Um, she is a, she's a beast, uh, mentally and physically. Right. Um, you know, guys have, it, people asked, you know, do the women carry the same weight? Mm. Do they do the same task? Do they do this? Yeah, I mean, you, you just need to see the toughest event in Hell Week and she's beaten everybody with the same weight as the men. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, maybe the final question could be, what advice would Carl give himself in hindsight? <laughs> Bring a compass? Bring a compass. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? Just accept whatever comes and, and just be kind to yourself. Um, you know, speak to yourself like you would a friend. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to be said for that. There Good is. Advice. Great life advice. Where can people find you on social media if they want to pop you a question or give you a thumbs up? Or <clears throat> Yeah, well, so um, I am actually uh, in the rag trade by day. So uh, they can clo- find me on Swan Factory Sales online. And uh, my personal Instagram, if they wish to tune in and see what I'm all about, is carlswan underscore dot ie. Okay, Carl Swan, thank you so much for joining us and revealing all of that about Ultimate Hell Week, the final episode of Special Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week on RTE tomorrow. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9am. Today FM.